This is Unconventional Knowledge, the podcast that takes a look at the information hidden below the surface. Each episode, we ask an expert to give us an insider's perspective on a current event. Today, military historian and counterinsurgency expert Dr. Federica Saini-Fasanotti shares her thoughts about her recent trip to Iraqi Kurdistan and describes the situation on the ground. Good morning. Today we are going to talk about my last trip uh, in uh, Iraq, Kurdistan, and, uh, and my thoughts about that. I've been in Iraq, uh, specifically in Kurdistan, on November 15, 17, 2022, to attend the Middle East Peace and Security Forum at the American University of Kurdistan in Dehuk. The trip uh, through Turkey has been long but easy, in spite of the fact that the day before my departure there had been the horrendous attack in Istanbul uh, that we all well remember and that left six uh, people dead and more than 80 injured, taking the country back a few years uh, to the long season of terrorist attacks uh, of 2015-2017. In fact, many of my colleagues already in Istanbul had problems leaving the city to reach the airport. Uh, and, and as a result, many were late arriving at the forum. From uh, initial reconstructions by Turkish authorities, Responsibility has fallen on the Kurdistan Workers' Party, PKK, uh, the famous Kurdish independence political and paramilitary formation uh, active since uh, 1978 in uh, southeastern Turkey and in the Iraqi Kurdistan area. Although the PKK track is the one most credited by the government, there has been no shortage of speculation about a possible Islamist matrix to the attack. The same morning that I landed in Erbil, there had been an attack, uh, an, another one, uh, with a, uh, at least uh, four missiles at the headquarters of the Kurdistan Democratic Party of Iran, Miyakoja, just close to Erbil. The president of the Kurdistan region, Barzani, also condemned the attack, calling on Iraq to strengthen efforts to protect its uh, and region's sovereignty. The United Nations Assistant Mission for Iraq, UNAMI, joined the condemnation uh, uh, of the Iranian missile and drone attack uh, on the Kurdistan region. Uh, and the attack was condemned also by the U.S. Central Command uh, because the strike was indiscriminate and illegal and violated Iraqi sovereignty and jeopardized the heart for security and stability of Iraq uh, and the Middle East. The Iranian aim was and still is to target Kurdish Iranian groups housed in the region, such as Democratic Party of Iranian Kurdistan, uh, the Kurdistan Freedom Party and the Komala Party, accused by Tehran of fomenting and supporting the uprisings that have been going on, uh, let's say, since mid-September in the country, which uh, commenced uh, from the death of Masa Amini the 22-year-old Kurdish woman who died in September from the beatings of the Iranian regime's moral uh, police. Iranian sources claim that more than 100 members of the Kurdistan Democratic Party and Komala Party were arrested in western Iran during those uh, uh, protests. 
Shortly after I departed Erbil, a wave of Turkish bombardment, which included missiles and drones, swept through the region of northeastern Syria, causing dozens of casualties and structural damage, uh, starting uh, with the COVID hospital in Kobane. Cooperation between Iran and Turkey against the Kurds would not be surprising. It has already led to the agreed construction of a wall on the border between the two countries to control both militants and migrants. The Turkish and Iranian governments, beyond their confessional and foreign policy differences, portray the region turmoil as being instigated and maneuvered by Western states. But we know that these are internal contradictions within those societies for which little is actually being done from the West, uh, governmentally and uh, otherwise. The Turkish bombings and this new aggressive tactic take place in an airspace controlled by Russian and uh, Americans uh, in, uh, in Syria, which concretely acquiesces in the continuing massacres of civilians and militants. Western media minimize or are disturbingly mute about Turkish operations. Turkey, we have to remember, is, uh, of course, a NATO country. In eight days, there have been 89 Turkish strikes launched on Kurdish Syria, and Erdogan announced that Turkey would soon move to ground operations. Uh, the people on um, the Turkish-Syrian border, meanwhile, live in fear because rockets obviously fall not only on military targets, but also on civilian buildings. Erdogan's uh, goal is well known, to end the presence of the PKK along its entire southeastern border with Syria and Iraq in order to establish a sunny corridor from Aleppo to Mosul, close to where I was uh, in the Hook, and to resettle in the area a large part of the Syrian refugees who are hosted now in Turkey. Mm, then there is the need to distract public, public attention from the Turkey's disastrous economic situation. Infla inflation has exceeded 85% and the national currency, the Turkish lira, has lost 50% against the dollar in the past year. And this is an economic reality that will play directly against Erdogan's chances of success in the 2023 presidential elections. Near where I was, uh, in the Hook district, um, and this is something that I really want to, to, to touch, uh, live also around uh, 18,000 displaced Yazidis in 4,000 tents. The Sharia camp is home for the Yazidis who escaped from the Sinjar region of Iraq during the Islamic State's uh, genocidal campaign in 2014. We are talking approximately about 3,000 families. They have been living there for more than seven years. It is a devastating place. The camp has been established in 2015 and run by the Kurdistan region government of Iraq with funding from the Turkish Emergency Relief Organization, AFAD. Temperatures of 40 uh, degrees, uh, garbage everywhere, no sanitary condition met, make uh, the situation there absolutely unsustainable. The sad conditions of the, the Yazidis is yet 
another tragic humanitarian crisis within a region deeply affected by an unrelenting succession of war. The prospects for the future of the region are certainly not immediate bright, and neither for uh, the refugees in the camps nor for the citizens of the Kurdish nation. And uh, when I use the term nation, I'm referring to the Kurds as a people whose existence spans the geopolitical borders of Turkey, Iraq, Syria, and Iran. The West is virtually absent, engaging in a conventional war in Ukraine that promises to be long and exhausting, as we said many times, draining away the goodwill and resources that might otherwise be focused on the Kurdish people. Squeezed, essentially, by two powers, Turkey and Iran, it is unlikely that the Kurdish region can remain stable and, more importantly, devote itself to economic and social reconstruction after the devastation brought about uh, by the Islamic State. History has taught us that it is from the countries most battered by war a condition of extreme poverty and social injustice, that the most dangerous and violent movements arise, and this region has been an incubator for many of these movements, the effects of which have spilled across Europe and even to North America. As our politicians uh, and governments scan the geostrategic horizon for future challenges and threats, they would do well to remember this. I hope these thoughts from Dr. Saini Fazanati gave you a clear idea of what the situation looks like in Iraqi Kurdistan. For more on this topic, please check out our website at gsreportsonline.com or follow us on social media. Music